This is Creepy and Geeky. Welcome. I'm your host, Robert, and my guest today is Kat Velour. Kat is a writer whose recent pieces are in Erie River's Fire Anthology and Divergent Terror from Off Limits Press. She also co-hosts two podcasts, Slasher Radio and This Horror Life. Kat joins me to talk about the Friday the 13th movies, A New Beginning, and Jason Lives. Welcome to the show, Kat. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, we've you been kind of dancing always, around having you on a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, you're always and, doing the most interesting things, and I'm always oh. so late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I, I try to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't always succeed, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that it worked out and we could get you on for this. And uh, I am I'm sure too. I'm so glad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we we started to talk off air. We were uh, talking about the uh, the uh, the Friday the Thirteenth uh, box set, uh, which box I set. cracked into to uh, uh, I finally cracked into to watch these for the series. And uh, you were telling me about uh, Friday the Thirteenth uh, uh, of your history. Yes. Um. My so when I was little. Um, I think it was it Freddy versus Jason was like one of the things that started it because I, I wanted mm. to see it. The trailers were coming out right around the time I was starting to get really into the genre. And um, but I have to watch things chronologically. <laughs> and uh, so I decided that I was going to watch all the Friday the 13th films. And it was one of those like because I was like I was still pretty young when all of this was okay. happening. Um, and my parents were like they were okay with me watching classics they kind of preferred that to the stuff that i was like trying to get into theaters to see so they're like you know it's it's fine she can you can go ahead and watch them but it was um it was kind of a test of endurance because in comparison to like some of the newer stuff that was coming out i felt that some of not all of the classics because like nightmare on elm street ate those up but friday the 13th (laughs) starts a lot slower and as a kid (laughs) It was like I wasn't as into it as some of the the others. I I didn't consider myself a huge Friday the Thirteenth fan, and um the screen the Shout Factory sc- Scream Factory um the big beautiful box that came out uh, like this last year on the uh, and the other podcast uh, Slasher Radio everyone got one <laughs> except for me and I was like I was on the fence about <laughs> it. It's like I don't know if I need like how often am I gonna really go back and watch all of the Friday the 13th movies. I watch the first one sometimes like on Friday the 13th, but I don't, right. I don't know if I need this. I don't know if I want to spend this much money on it. And it went <laughs> on sale and, uh, and you know, both of my co-hosts are like sending me links every day. They're like, it's on sale cat. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know about this, uh, but then I saw the art and it's like, all right, <laughs> I I have to do this. This is some, this is one of the most gorgeous box sets I've ever seen. And even oh, if it yeah. just sits on my shelf next to my other box sets, you know, it'll round out the collection. It's going to be nice. I wouldn't, it is unbelievable how much use I've gotten out of it this last, I think I've had it for about a year. Um, I also like Friday the 13th way more as an adult than I ever did as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are like so many intricacies and stuff. And I was, uh, when we did our rankings list, we actually went through and we ranked all of the Friday the 13th movies. And not only it was like some of the ones I had remembered liking ended up being at the bottom of my list. Uh, some <laughs> of my least favorites were at the top. And I've I've watched these movies so much recently. Like they're just always on my mind because of that box set. That's funny. Yeah, no, that artwork was uh, stupendous. I was I was telling you off air that it's uh, by Devin Whitehead and uh, he's he's been doing uh, a lot more artwork for them. Uh, It just got announced uh, uh, the other day that uh, there's a uh, 4K version of Bubba Hotep coming out and he's doing (laughs) um, uh, the uh, slipcover and poster artwork for that as well. So he's uh, he's just kind of all over the place and yeah when this box set got announced i snapped it up as soon as possible <laughs> because they had they had the poster with it with the 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 box artwork 
in a big poster. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm grabbing that as as fast as possible. So, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's great. Friday the Thirteenth was always one of those ones that so I, I grew up in the eighties, and mm-hmm. so you know Friday the Thirteenth and uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street were like the two big ones during that era, and uh, I and I remember as a kid liking both of them, but I kind of edged more for Nightmare on Elm Street because you know Freddy was jokey and funny, and then. Um, you know, as I've gotten older, and like you said, as you get as you've gotten older, that you've 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 turned towards Jason a little bit more, and like I I, I don't know what that says about you know people that they've you know they kind of like Jason a little bit more. Um, but I yeah, I just I I really like the series, even though it's um super repetitive, especially yeah. in the early <laughs> movies. Um, but they get they get wild. So and I think this is kind of that, you know, the movies that we're looking at tonight, um, they are kind of the turning point for that as well. Um, you know, we're looking at uh, um, numbers five and six and they're parts two and three of the Tar- Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Uh, so that's uh, it's an interesting little segment of the uh, of the whole mythos, uh, because the, uh, the the time kind of takes a huge jump uh, between yeah. uh the last one, number four and uh, number five. So it's a, it's interesting because you know, technically speaking that uh, number five should take place in like 1989, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is very odd. So, but yeah, so let's get into, let's get into it. We'll, we'll, we'll start talking about uh, number five, which is uh, uh, a new beginning. Uh, so tell me, tell me, tell me your thoughts on that. Uh, so five is really it's an interesting one it's got <laughs> the same kind of whodunit setup as I and right. this is something that I love is that you know because Jason's such an iconic slasher he's got one of the highest kill counts um, right. you know these movies were known for the kills I think a lot of people forget that it started kind of as a whodunit but even looking at it from that side it can't quite land the format because like <laughs> the first one, you know, it it's someone that you haven't really met yet. Like there's that sense of suspense. Right. This one is really good at it, except for that. You don't know it's a whodunit until after like you've lost the right. chance to solve the mystery, yeah. which I think is just like, it didn't quite stick that landing, but I think it was interesting to see it go back to its roots as a, as a franchise in five. Um, and I actually, critically, I think it's one of the worst in the series, but it's so much fun to watch. <laughs> it's very uh, trashy. Yeah, it is. But it's fun trashy, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's indicative of the whole series, though. Like, even the trashiest, weirdest uh, uh, um, parts of it, like whichever movie it is, there's always something fun about it. Yeah. And I think this is one of the most fun because some of the other ones that make it near the bottom of my list, I don't really like to rewatch as much because right. I feel that they're, you know, slower. The laughs aren't as much. But like this is a movie I feel like I could get drunk and have people over <laughs> and, <Right>. you know, <laughs> we get some popcorn and it's a party because <laughs> it's just it's entertaining. There are a lot of moments in this where you're like, why? <laughs> why is this a good idea? You know? Right. Yeah, no, I think that it's funny, too, because, you know, number six, a lot of people talk about number six and it's their favorite movie. And they talk about how uh, number six really kind of uh, brought uh, comedy to the series. But number five really has a lot of comedy in it as well that, you know, uh, intentional or not, um, just <laughs> you're just like, you know, the the what was her name? Ethel, the like the the, the dirty hillbilly lady next door. Um, oh, absolutely. She's, she's, you know, she's hilarious, you know, and it's, it's just, it's weird too. It's like a, it's a funky performance and you're just like, okay, is this meant to be a caricature or what? And it's just, and I love very that you odd. don't quite know. Uh, right. <laughs> uh you're laughing at it because it's bad but then like there's it's funnier because you genuinely can't tell if they were being sincere in it or not right uh i think five might be the funniest in (laughs) like i laugh the most during five 
Yeah, after having watched them um, over the course of the last day, um, I and it's been a while since I had seen them that it, it was interesting that I did find five to be uh, funnier um, in a lot of ways that number six has definitely some good funny moments, but it like I guess it felt this time it felt like a couple of the funny moments where some did land okay some were really trying a little too hard yes um, <laughs> and and so i thought you know at least five even though it was possibly and probably unintentional at least the comedy landed a little bit better for me so um and i love that you brought up ethel also i, <laughs> I would love to see I, <laughs> uh everyone's been talking because the new series is coming out about like what kind of spinoffs they would love to see i yes. i would love to see an ethel backstory directed by rob zombie that's oh, like God. Oh, <laughs> she geez. feels so much like one of those characters you know yeah oh yeah um, yeah as much as i'm uh, like i'm not a huge rob zombie fan he's he's okay but his, most of his movies don't really like they, i'm not the target audience for them yeah. so it's uh <laughs> but i can but no i think you're totally right i think that you know ethel would <laughs> would make a good at least for an episode i don't know if we need a whole series about her but definitely series. like a definitely like a an episode or two maybe written and directed by Rob Zombie. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I, and it's one of those things, because that was, I'm not going to say it wasn't a caricature at all, but it was something that we saw a little bit less of, I feel like. And it, and it just, it was so, because we had that wave in the 2000s where Rob Zombie got popular and all movies had a character oh, yeah. like this. Uh, so it was really interesting to find one yeah. on Friday the 13th. Just And she felt very out of place. Like, oh, she felt like she was from place. a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she had yeah. her whole other horror movie going on. Yeah. Uh, and it just kind of intersected with Friday the 13th in this really <laughs> weird way. Yeah. Um, no. I, also, I think one of the funniest moments for me, I think one of the just... And it's so dumb. It's so insignificant. But uh, Reggie's brother, uh, I can't think of his name, but just him Demon. and his girlfriend, their their interactions. Oh, yeah. So funny. Like, she, he's going to the bathroom and she's singing to him outside the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> is this what relationships are like? like... Right. She's singing him. I, is that supposed to help him go better? I don't like go faster. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't Is really this understand. what happens every time they have Mexican food because they should stop? <laughs> like, <Right. sighs> oh no, yeah, no, that's uh, that was definitely a a very odd moment for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting too because I think the um, uh, the <laughs> having watched both of these, uh, the level of gore and violence was very low to me um i guess i'm i guess i'm used to modern movies i guess a little bit more where yeah. we see a lot more and it, it's funny to now go back and look at these two, at least these two so far and see that the the i mean the kills were fine and you got to see a little bit of gore in the after effect but most of the actual like strikes or you know slashes or whatever were off screen and so you didn't really see anything and so i thought that was an interesting um observation because you know the 80s and especially these kind of slasher movies were known for being like so violent and so gory and everything and you know yet these were fairly sanitized especially considered to today and especially five, I, I feel like it was oh, yeah. uh, may, maybe not like out of the entire franchise, but I feel like they had kind of been getting progressively gorier. Uh, yeah. And then five actually feels like kind of a step down from four. Where yeah. They don't like a lot's implied, but they don't really show as much as I feel like they could have. Right. And I think that's interesting, too, because five has a lot more nudity than most of the other uh, uh, episodes of this series. Uh, 
so it was it was interesting to see that you're getting a lot more uh nudity but a lot less of the gore and and, and violence yeah so it was it was interesting especially you know because the direct and you know maybe that was because the director you know was uh uh from a i guess from a softcore background and so he was up in the one and and i know that from what i from what i read was that uh that paramount went in and chopped a bunch of it out uh to uh appease the um the ratings board before it even got there so <laughs> man i really i always wish that i could see what got chopped out of these movies yeah you know because it's like i I'm sure with some films, it makes a huge difference, but it's like, what could they have shown us in Friday the 13th Part 5? That was just too much. Where was that line? Yeah, yeah, that's that I I like that since, I don't know, maybe the 90s on, we started getting these. I mean, I guess since DVD came out that we started getting these unrated cuts. Uh, yeah. of, of stuff so so there was a lot of so now there are some movies where you get this extra gore and violence if you're willing to pay that extra cost uh, to get those versions of it so it's 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 interesting to get that nowadays when you know and that's something that would have been great in the 80s with these movies but you know we don't a lot of that material is not even available anymore so which is so sad because I just I I would be very curious to see, especially from a modern lens, like you said, where we are used to more violence, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we I, I I guess you know some of us who've been you know, uh, in inundated with horror images and stuff like that, especially you know maybe the Saw series and stuff that's like really pushes that envelope of you know of of, of torture and pain and stuff that you know you're what we're seeing in these earlier slashers is so so tame compared to what we got later on and you know and maybe that's due to these slashers pushing the envelope but not going past it i guess pushing the envelope for its time period and uh you know you know because i mean to be fair i mean what you used to see even before that was more even more off camera and more hidden and so a lot you know it it pushed it a little bit far farther forward but it's funny to see it now and just go that was so not like what you expected to be you know from reputation right um and saw was it, it was a good comparison because friday the 13th was in its time i think known as being very over the top and graphic and violent and and saw i also has that kind of modern reputation where it's like known as being over but it didn't start that way either no like and i yeah i would love to see some of the i i think if i could have any unrated like full behind the scenes i really thought they were going to do that with spiral which Mm. was edited to the point that the traps didn't make sense and then you know they were teasing clips of like this is what they made us cut out which was very funny because it's like now audience really audiences really are acquainted to this kind of violence why would they make you cut it out and then they didn't release a full director's cut yeah oh no but i i think i imagine i might be way off base with this um because i haven't researched it or anything but i imagine that five probably had one of the different like the most drastic differences between like the original footage and the theatrical cut of this because when you think about it there were a and this is something that i've noticed about the franchise generally but five in particular there are a lot of eye related deaths and that was a big no-no for a long time like you couldn't show eyes getting messed up interesting and there are Roy, I guess, really liked the eye kills. Like there <laughs> yeah, were a whole bunch of them in this. <laughs> yeah, it's you know going going into that too. Like, let's get into the whole Roy of it. Uh, okay. This is the this is this is the only one uh, that is uh, since the first one that's not been Jason. Uh, yeah, and this is this was roy but his motivations were kind of funky to me like i get that his kid <laughs> got killed by that other other patient at the 
at the at, at the camp or whatever that that was and but it's like but why go out and kill everybody else <laughs> like like it just I, didn't make sense to me at all i it's one of those things i wonder if they had framed it more like a whodunit if they could have had another crack at putting those pieces together because there was yeah. almost something there like you, you yeah. get to meet the dad there are kind of like these there's this trail for you to follow you know about the previous death like uh, but yeah the pieces don't quite the i wonder if it's like because mrs Voorhees' whole thing initially was that it was punishing you know the, yeah. the campers more than anything but like i wonder if he was trying to punish like the establishment or show that they were incompetent or make it i i but we just we don't know because it wasn't quite. So I think part of that, though, now thinking about it, part of it is that the original intent of this one was to make Tommy the new killer. It, it was supposed to end up being him at the end of it all. That it was him that was killing everybody. And then they twisted it and made it uh, uh, Roy at the end. And this so I think, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think maybe Roy was supposed to be a red herring originally and and everything. And so. Uh, so it just it does seem weird. Uh, and then like, uh, when they cast the movie, they didn't tell the actors, uh, what they were filming. They didn't tell them that it was a Friday the Thirteenth movie. They they <laughs> called it uh they called it uh, uh the movie's uh working title was Repetition, and uh, which is funny. Um, <laughs> but they so even the the actor who played Tommy Jarvis in this one, uh, he was. Um, not I guess not very happy that it turned out to be a Friday the 13th movie in the end and uh, <laughs> so which like they they found out when when they started filming but before they started filming when they were casting they uh, they didn't tell them and so once they got to filming they're like oh okay yeah it's a Friday the 13th movie and so they're like oh okay this sucks so <laughs> So that could inform a lot of these uh, 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 acting uh, choices. That does uh, make a lot of sense. Because what if they had just tricked him into being the new Jason? <laughs> like he signs the contract. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a Friday the 13th movie. Welcome to the next, you know, four right. sequels. Well, and that's the interesting thing, too, is that like I don't like I didn't like the performance of Tommy Jarvis in this one. It was, it was very like, I get that he was quiet and he was like meant to be all like you withdrawn because of what happened and everything. But it was just like, I don't know. It just was so pulled back that there was almost nothing of substance to his performance. Um, yeah. And I, I think it would have worked better if he had been the new Jason. And I feel this is one of those things, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more with six, but yeah. I, because I, I wouldn't trade any of the mistakes in five for what they gave me in six, but <laughs> I do, it, this, the Tommy Jarvis arc drives me crazy because they tease oh, in yeah. four that he's going to be the new one, and this, and all of five would have yeah. made more sense if he had been oh, yeah. the new Jason. And I think, I think six is great. I think he does it. I, Tommy Jarvis is great in six. It's the best. It's my favorite of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Yeah. I, I love the setup and the, the way that it all falls together. But five was ruined by not sticking to that original plan. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I think that I think they still could have done both. I think they could have made Tommy Jarvis the new, you know, Jason, but also, you know, give us number six. And it, 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 as it was, maybe in a different way. I mean, maybe we could have even had a Jason versus Jason, like, you know, a Jason versus Tommy, you know, as Jason uh, 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 standoff, you know, very yeah. much like Freddy versus Jason. That would have been interesting. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it just, uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't coalesce uh, as well as it should have for sure. Yeah, and I and I feel bad because it's like, you know, even I, I enjoy five, but <laughs> there's always that looming question of like, what if they had just done it? <laughs> right. I liked five. I liked five a little bit more this time than I did last time. I, you know, it's been a while since I watched them, so I didn't really fully remember. them. I've always liked number six. Um, 
as one of the better ones of the whole series. Uh, but, uh, and so I just kind of put that a, a little bit higher than most of them. And I didn't really, like, I felt like number five was okay, but because it wasn't really Jason, that it just was like, eh, but watching it this time and, you know, you know, having that, um, unintentional or not comedy to it, um, having this very trashy feel to it, um, just enhanced it quite a bit for me this time. Uh, five also has, I can't believe it's taken me this long to bring him up, um, <laughs> to, to talk about this. Five has my all time favorite Friday the 13th character, Reggie, the reckless uh. absolute <laughs> hero. <laughs> I love that kid. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's great. Yeah. He's, he's so good. Uh, and I remember when we were doing, cause it wasn't, uh, I've never ranked them like critically from best to worst. I ranked like my favorites and I remember everyone harassing me because five was too high. And it's like, no, if I can watch a movie with Reggie in it, it's better than a movie without Reggie in it. Like (laughs) that's just, that's how it is. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was okay. Like one of the best showdowns. The, the full, like, yeah. <laughs> someone taking a chainsaw to go after Jason yeah. was just like, what a what a choice. Well, I, I think it. that it became a better showdown because, by and large, it was a more even uh, showdown, uh, you know, because oh, ultimately, yeah. you know, it's Roy and not actually Jason. <laughs> and even in two, three and four, Jason seems to be this almost unstoppable, unkillable character. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, by the time you hit five and it's like, okay, well, whoever this is obviously isn't Jason, you know? Yeah. So, but, and, and it, and it kept it more, uh, on even footing at at the very least, uh, (laughs) which was nice. It's kind of, um, Because we have so many moments in Friday the 13th, and I like them, where it's like, you know, how are they possibly going to even make an attempt at getting out of this? You know, you're facing down someone who seems so indestructible so much of the time. And it was kind of nice to feel, to watch something that felt like a fair fight where you didn't know (laughs) what was going to (laughs) happen. Right. No, and uh, he definitely took, uh, he definitely took some you know, pretty brutal hits, um, you know, getting hit by that uh, tractor and uh, getting stabbed in the leg. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I'm surprised he kept going for as long as he did uh, after those, uh, after a couple of those hits. So me too. I, and a it's, hell one of of the, thing. <laughs> it's one of those things. It would have been a dead giveaway if you stab him in the leg and he like screams and then is right. out for the bit. We would have known immediately that it wasn't Jason, but, it, and, and I think it was very effective that he was able to, but you do have to wonder if humans are just stronger in this little encapsulated Friday, the 13th universe. <laughs> right. Cause some of those should have taken out non Jason. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Roy lasted a lot longer than he should have. <laughs> <laughs> Roy is a pretty like we you know we don't talk about him obviously because he's he's kind of like the shame of the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. <laughs> but he kind of is. <laughs> but he's also he's a pretty scary killer. Like I wouldn't want to face down Roy either. Yeah, no, he's 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 pretty good. I mean he he got everybody and and. In, in some very brutal ways so and it wasn't just you know the typical jason slashing either you know you know you go into number six and it's very much just jason you know shoving things into people and it's pretty much his whole you know his whole mode of killing is just you know shoving something into somebody so yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh man um trying to think if there's anything else about number five um um can we talk real quick about uh sure. tommy jarvis's random martial arts capabilities <laughs> they just kind of <laughs> they showed up out of nowhere they're not really dwelled upon too much and then they're just gone in the next movie ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there's so many there's so many weird choices with this movie that either they just completely just right away like and then 
forget about or you know it's just by the next movie they're just like uh well let's they like <laughs> even by even by number six they're just kind of like yeah let's just say number five was just some kind of weird fever dream <laughs> Uh, you know, because they don't talk, you know, you don't have him talk about, you know, his mask making, you know, which was a, no. a thing from four and five and just, you know, all this, you know, which is fine. You know, it didn't really come into play, you know, although it could have, you know, very easily come into play uh, very in number six. But but nope. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very interesting that the choices they've made in this series o- overall, like movie to movie, some of the choices they make are just wacky and bizarre (laughs) but they did lead up to number six which i'm i'm always grateful for six it's um it's a fantastic movie i think so too yeah i mean overall you know again it's it's very light on the gore in my opinion Uh, it is the, the kills are fine but they go by so quick and they're so like a lot of it's off screen and so you don't really see very much. And so and it's fine. I get it. But it's very interesting. But, you know, so the kills aren't as as fun, I think, you know, because, I mean, that's what we think about when we think of slashers. You're you're watching for the good fun kills. You, you know? are, so. especially Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, more than any of the classic franchises, I think Friday the 13th is the one that you go to if you want to see some fun kills. Um, that being said, six is still the one that I think of, like when I think of Friday the 13th, when I think about all my favorite Jason moments, um, six is well, maybe not moments specifically. Cause you know, then they're, then they're more scattered across several movies. But like when I think about the tone of a Friday the 13th movie, yes, six is the one that I want. I'm thinking about zombie Jason. I'm thinking about the lake, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking about like some laughs, some tension. Uh, and I, I think six balances all of that the best. Uh, yeah. Even if the standout the individual kills were not as good and i like the characters more in six than i do in uh most of them in terms of like full casts i think i think Um, my only problem with most of the cast in this one was they felt very cookie cutter um at least the friends uh um the, the 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 counselors at the camp they felt very cookie cutter and not super fleshed out um, because they were focused predominantly on Tommy and um, uh, the girl's name. I can't think of her name offhand. Megan, um, I want to say maybe. Yes, Megan. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, her dad kept saying it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and he was a weird dude, that cop, man, that sheriff. <laughs> he, was, he was a hair trigger all the time. I will say it's kind of a weird... It... It's a weird situation because I I agree with you. I think they're very cookie cutter characters, but I think one of my biggest complaints, one of the things that I had disliked so much about the Friday the 13th franchise my first time watching it was that I didn't really like most of the characters. Like there would be one here or there that would really stand out. But even, even in terms of like final girls, I felt like there wasn't a lot for me to remember and I would have mostly forgotten about them by the time the next movie rolled around uh true, but true. like this one and they are very like archetypal and the dad is a perfect example because it's like okay yeah. he's the dad he's he's the protective father he's a hard-ass cop he doesn't like tommy he thinks tommy's responsible that's his whole thing he's gonna go on like hard on this the whole movie like yeah. that's his one character trait but i remember him like i remember his one true. character trait it's not perfect development but like they gave me something and the, and, and it set up a dynamic you know it set up uh a lot of the plot points of the movie very obviously but it, it was kind of it added some tension there it, it made it more interesting when megan and tommy get together uh right. her whole thing was being a little bit of a rebel and liking tommy and like i remember yeah. it it worked yeah no, and I think it's funny to juxtapose these two movies together as well, because with number five, you got a lot more sex and nudity going on in this in that one. And then in number six, there was 
some slight sexual situation, but no nudity at all. And, you know, even the sexual situations that there were, were more comedic than anything else. Yeah. Um, And so it, so it was, it was very interesting to see the difference between these two movies um, and to see how, um, and 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 the fact that number six is typically regarded as one of the best of the series overall. So yeah. I do think it's fun that five and six ended up together because I think they're two of the most different. In yeah. The, uh, I um. I, I think the only way that it and, and I know it was just math that paired these two up. I think the only one that <laughs> might have been funnier would have been six and seven might be the yeah. two most different. But I yeah, I think they're a very interesting set. Um, And I like that they're both in the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. I like this version of Tommy a lot more. Oh, it's, yeah. It's frustrating because I don't want to. I, I want to be <laughs> mad that they went back. <laughs> on yeah. like everything that they had set up but i i can't be because he's so he's more likable uh he's yeah. more interesting uh i love his i love how and he's so he makes so many dumb horror movie classic like frustrating <laughs> right. decisions but he's so sincere in them you know like well, he's, his... just, he's trying so hard and he screws up pretty much every step of the way <laughs> And the actor's just better too. I think he's doing oh, yeah. a much better job of portraying the like everything about Tommy. You know, he's not as withdrawn. He's he's more he's more uh, animated and vocal. Um, I think just because that that last performance was so subdued, and I get that they were going for more of the okay. He's obviously the quiet Jason. You know, that's that's what we're going for. Is we're trying to build like build him up to be the quiet guy you know just like jason is and you know so this one was much better because they were obviously not trying to make him that way they were trying to hit him against jason in the end and And, so it just it felt like a much better performance to me it did and even though they went back on a lot of the stuff they'd been trying to build up he still felt like he's the most other than jason he's the most recurring character in the franchise <laughs> yeah like i it felt like we had seen a bit of his history you know and it was it was even with all of my complaints about how his arc goes it was nice to see him back again yeah. you know for a third one cuz i wasn't really expecting it um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting trilogy within the overall uh, narrative, especially because number four was really supposed to be the end of the series. Um, But because number four did so well, they were like, (laughs) okay, well, let's just keep rolling with it. Um, Very much again, going back to the Saw franchise where the Saw franchise. They 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 left it open for more, but they weren't sure how well it was going to do. And once every every sequel did great they were like okay let's pump out a new one every year you know and so (laughs) and that's what's interesting about the saw franchises narratively speaking other than some quibbles here and there they do a fairly good job at keeping it connected and flowing one into the other uh, especially for having absolutely no fucking plan for having no plan and having so many directors i yeah this is uh, like I'll go on this rant e- every so often, but I <laughs> people really undervalue how coherent the Saw franchise is. Yes. Like again, and especially you know there are ones that are more confusing that made like editing choices that were bizarre. Yeah, for confused the hell out of a lot of people. But like <laughs> yeah. if you if you have the attention span to like figure out what the fuck is going on in four, it it lines up pretty well. I not only for all of the production problems that they had, but like for a horror franchise, because when you look back at like, (laughs) I, I think saw might be uh, up until spiral. I think it might critically have been one of the best franchises just because it tells a story from that continues on through all of them, you know? And I, yeah. And horror movies are not known yeah, horror franchises are not known for consistency within 
the 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 franchise alone you know most yeah. most franchises are so wildly <laughs> inconsistent i can only think of a couple that are or that are even remotely you know better than you know, most scream franchise that one's like great the continuity is 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 solid on those yeah. and then um the final destination series is really great for that as well yeah um, and but bo- but both of those well uh I won't get into the scream thing. I but Final Destination also had like an outlier. Like it had one film that just was hard oh, yeah. to get past. Uh, scream. I feel. I feel like every Scream fan has one Scream movie that they don't like nearly as well as the others. But it's interesting because it's never the same one. No. Like, no. <laughs> well, now that you brought it up, which one is your least favorite? It's four. <laughs> oh wow! Interesting. Uh, yeah, I minus think two. three is. Uh, really yeah i think number two <laughs> feels like a complete retread of number one it hits a lot of the same beats and, and and sure there's some differences here and there but it hits a lot of the same beats and because they put it out literally the next year i felt like they didn't do enough to change the narrative um and then they did that later on where they they they, they fixed it with three four and five and stuff so see that's what i'm saying everyone has one and it's always a surprise i always feel like people are going to say three and then very seldom Uh, do they say three (laughs) like uh which i also love three three so much is like my second favorite so um four i actually uh, my thing with four is that i don't think critically it's the worst but i like it less every time i see it (laughs) um (laughs) which is like a weird thing but yeah but yeah, like, no. so I, but I don't feel like they, I, there's definitely, because four was confusing and seven was critically shaky at best. Seven was a little bit silly, but I feel like there isn't one just like notably worse Saw movie, you know? Right. Uh, which is also, because th- there are always ones like that. It's or, been years it, since I've seen the Saw franchise, so I couldn't even begin to uh, uh <laughs> get into that one yet that that'll that'll be coming in a later series of episodes for me to dive back into that one. <laughs> oh, good um i actually one of my first that I, I work uh my day job i do scripts uh for okay. youtube channels and uh one of the first paychecks i ever got i was billed as a saw expert because we oh, wow. started with the Saw franchise and that was they asked me how I wanted to be listed and I wanted to see like how far I could. Uh, <laughs> but That's no, I funny. do think it's really. Uh, but to tie it back around, I feel like a lot of franchises yes. have that weak link and I feel like Friday the 13th has a couple. Uh, oh, yeah. As much as I love it, five is probably one of them. <laughs> five is one of the big ones. Um <laughs> But see, it's upon why- reevaluation, you know, like, you know, watching it again this time, again, I can find more stuff about it that I can actually say it's not that terrible. Um, it it's probably not. still ranks low, uh, but, you know, there's there's definitely others that rank just as low, if not lower, for sure. Yeah, I, I have a few that go below this one. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everyone has the same bottom Friday the 13th film. Uh, and it's, I don't know. Spoiler alert, it's not five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you got to tell me which one you think is the, which oh, one is your bottom. It's got to be Jason Goes to Hell, right? It's got to be nine. <laughs> Has to be. <laughs> I think most people, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to find, I think most people, I either it's Jason <laughs> Goes to Hell or Jason X. So... <laughs> Those are typically the ones that people consider you bottom of the barrel. Um, Jason X is such a funny one for me because it was not only my least favorite Friday the 13th movie uh, when I saw the franchise first. It was my least favorite movie for like several years. I hated it so much. It is now my favorite Friday movie. It is. (laughs) It's uh, the rewatch got me because I just I took some time away from it. I knew what I was getting into, and it's so campy and fun. Yeah. Uh, and I love bad sci-fi almost as much as I love horror. So Jason X is like the <laughs> it's like they made it for me. Um, it's the only one that I like more than uh, Part Six, and uh, I don't think it's critically as good. I just think it's more fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see that. 
six critically i think is the best not only we talked about it balancing everything out but i think it, it does one thing that no other friday movie does that i think and but a lot of horror movies of the time also wouldn't do that i think is really brave uh i think it's very underappreciated for its time there are kids there are yeah. like actual literal children in the camp in part <laughs> six. And like, even though nothing happens to any of the kids, right. there's that tension there, you know, where it's like, I oh, think yeah. we have a more primal reaction to seeing children in danger. And right. there's that lingering sense of dread all the way through six where it's like, oh, shit, <laughs> like this is something could go bad here, you know? Well, and it's funny, too, because in four, we had young Tommy Jarvis and in five, we had Reggie. So we had kids within these last three. Um, yeah. But in each one of those previous two, it was just like one kid. It was like uh, a but in this one, child. we had the whole. <laughs> yeah, we had the whole like, um, you know, group of children that, you know, and he does burst into that cabin uh, yeah. to go. I mean, not necessarily to technically go after them, but you're not sure. So. Yeah, you just it's, don't it's know definitely. for sure what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's, I think there was a lot of tension, especially because this is the first time, like, we've ever seen, and everything lines up, you know, because even with, uh, you mentioned that Tommy and Reggie, they were, like, only one kid, but also they were not at the camp. Like, Jason yes. was out of his element yeah. in that. And this is the first time, you know, we're back at <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, this is, everything's lined up to go really terribly wrong. Right. Uh, for everyone at the camp and their kids. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, one thing he, I did. Oh, go ahead. Oh, just like, it's one of those, like, common sense. You're like, they're probably not going to kill the kids. But also, right. it's weird that they're there. So you're not sure, <laughs> you know. Well, I think that there was an unwritten rule of the 80s that um, the kids couldn't die. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> there was, you know, because it just didn't like it happened once in a while for sure. But it seemed like in a lot of these movies, uh, the kid got out alive uh, and it just felt like it was an unwritten rule uh, of the yeah. of the of the of all the movies to do that. And so that, that it was interesting to to rewatch this and see that again and um but i did think it was funny though that you know jason you know he's taunted into coming into the lake uh by tommy and i found that <laughs> interesting because <laughs> you know for somebody who drowned in that lake originally or supposedly <laughs> drowned in that lake uh he he just went right into it you think yeah. that you would have thought that he would have hesitated and there was no hesitation he just walks right into it uh, <laughs> So I found that a little bit funky. So. It was a li little bit funny. It was also, it, it freaked me out the first time I saw it. I think that's one of my most like distinct Friday the 13th memories outside of like uh, problems that I had. I, I held a grudge as a child. Um, <laughs> it didn't take a lot to make me mad, uh, which I think is why it took like almost 20 years for me to go back and watch Jason X and realize that I liked it. Uh, but it's like, I, I think one of my strongest positive memories of Friday the 13th uh, from my first watch was him going into that lake because it's like, Tommy has this plan and it's like, and in my head, it was like, how is he going to get him to go back into this lake where he drowned? And then Jason just fucking goes and I'm like, oh shit, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, Because yeah. if Jason's not worried, like that makes me pretty concerned. Um. And I don't know if that was intentional, but that was definitely how it landed for me the first time. Right. Jason was just too confident about going into that lake. Yeah. I I was pretty sure he was going to be the only one coming out of the lake. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and it gives us one of the more iconic images, too, of him being chained un underneath the water. Um, that yeah. uh, It's just one of those fully iconic images of that of, of that era and of that series uh just you know and I, I think it's the only time he's done is you know at the end of this movie and at the beginning of the next yeah. um and so it's interesting you know that 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 so, i mean it's so funny these iconic images that only are part of just a short <laughs> time period of, of a movie so and uh friday friday as a series i feel like has a lot of those 
uh, where it's just like yeah. these really iconic things that you really only see fleetingly. Um, but yeah, Jason at the bottom of the lake. I it's always really interesting for me to because I kind of think of zombie Jason as going right into like seawater Jason, and I I sometimes in my head forget that Seven is a movie that exists. Because uh, <laughs> I always I always think of I I don't know why because I know it's not true, but I always think of uh change Jason immediately going into uh part eight like i always think of that <laughs> opening to manhattan and it's like no there's yeah. a full movie in between these things yeah yeah um, jason versus carrie <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> i almost uh so when i saw uh, all the ones that were left i had a really tough time choosing i misread the tweet uh, yes. first and foremost uh because i thought it was i didn't realize that the episodes were being paired up uh, and yeah. I was having a really tough time. The The ones that I was thinking about hopping onto were six and seven, because it's like, do I want to talk about, like, <laughs> the one that I like, or do I want to talk about whatever the fuck was going on in seven? <laughs> uh, and then it was like, I don't really know what was going on in seven. Um, and then I was, I was also, like... Uh, I was trying not to take too long because I always end up being the last person to message you. So I was like, <laughs> and then I was thinking about, I had it narrowed down to six and five by the time I sent it. So I'm really glad that they ended up being paired together. Yeah. I don't think I could find that much to say about seven, but I think about it a lot. <laughs> like sometimes I'll just be sitting around <laughs> thinking like, what were they thinking in part seven? <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah, the the <laughs> franchise is just. That's what I like about Friday the Thirteenth franchise is just that. At least they were taking wild swings. Um, you know that they, they 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 figured out. I think after Tommy Jarvis stuff that just you know let's not worry about continuity. <laughs> let's just make just every movie after this point is just going to be something different. You know, it's just going to be Jason doing, you know, Jason versus Carrie, Jason in New York, J you know, Jason, <laughs> dead Jason, you know, becomes a <laughs> spirit. Um, and then Jason goes to space, you know, it was, it was great. Yeah. You know, it each was, one of those, e of even Jason goes to hell as, as much as it's, you know, you, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people consider it to be the worst one that there's still some fun and interesting things in that. Um, just so, the, uh, um, not to not to call you out in the part five and six episode, but just the way that you said that makes me feel like maybe nine is not your least favorite. Um, you... honestly, I'm not sure which one's my least favorite. Oh, um, okay, I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> I, <was dying laughs> I gotta kind to know, of rewatch them like... all. Yeah, <laughs> uh... I gotta kind of rewatch them all first, and you know, it, it's been it's been a little while since I've I, I watched them last, so um, that that was you know another reason for doing this uh, series of episodes was to kind of refamiliarize myself with it and to go, okay, which ones do I like? Which ones don't I like? <laughs> I will admit uh, like one of the, on my rewatch, that was one of the biggest transitions. Cause I had hated Jason X for a long time. I, I was just so mad at it. Um, I actually remember really liking nine, but it was only, I only remembered one part of Nine, and it was like watching back the rest of the movie as an adult uh, with critical thinking skills. <laughs> I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 this is, uh, why, why did I like this one? Um, and yeah. it was very much, it was the same with Four. I remember really liking Four, and uh, I, I know it's a fan favorite, but, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm I'm one of those people that actually really likes uh Freddy versus Jason and uh and I actually really like the reboot. So uh the the Friday reboot or the Nightmare yeah. Street reboot? No, no, the Friday the Friday reboot. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Obviously that's not a high on your list. <laughs> no, it it was not high on my list. Um the, it was another one of those movies where I just I had to question the it, studios should leave writers alone <laughs> i think yeah uh because it was one of those things where they they i think wanted to start 
over a new Friday franchise, but then they were yeah. like, you've got to show the mask. And they were like, well, he doesn't get the mask until three. So then they kind of tried to recap like the first yeah. part of the killing spree. And it was like the pacing in the new Friday, the 13th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, fr- the, the reboot <laughs> is the reboot is definitely a mashup of the first three. You know, it's you, you're kind of fast forwarding through some of it and getting to the, the mask and, <laughs> but i don't know there, there's there's i like it i i you know again i'm going back through these and maybe i'll like it less this time i don't know but i will say i'm with you on freddy versus jason though oh, that's freddy just... versus jason i that will always be one of one of if not my favorite of the franchise it so. gets a lot of hate but it's just it fun. Does. like it's, it's just to a me it's movie. a great to me it's a great um mashup of both of those series that takes both of the characters does something well with both of them like encapsulates the essence of both of those characters so well and is just a fun dumb action horror movie it is and people like i i see a lot of hate for freddie in that movie because the his body count is practically non-existent but it's like right. he gets to be like a puppet master you know yeah, like he's he's he's, he's doing what he does making jason kill everybody yeah so (laughs) it was a good arc for him it it was a fun time (laughs) yeah and at the end of the Uh, day all of the friday the 13th movies uh it's a fun franchise you know it's oh yeah it does what it does very well which is campiness and and scares and yeah i'm glad i I think (laughs) yeah and i think that's what's great about it too is that you know like i said you know sure we have the tommy jarvis trilogy and that you know and and even one two and three kind of follow each other in in sort of an arc um Mm -hmm. in a narrative arc and so you got these two little trilogies and then everything after that is just kind of individual movies that don't really there's no real sense of narrative to it uh between the movies and so it's but overall it's just a fun um series that you know doesn't take itself too seriously isn't trying to take itself too seriously which is nice yeah yeah i i know it was more the status quo when these came out you know but it's uh as someone that grew up with movies that did take themselves way too seriously (laughs) yeah a lot of the time um it, it is nice to see something that's not afraid to just take wild wild swings right yeah definitely yeah it'll it whenever i talk you know at at basically any horror series that i like you know especially slashers scream is always up there highest for me that's always my my favorite slasher franchise but friday the 13th is next so just because it's just it's just fun it is. And I've had I've had a blast revisiting it. I'm glad that I got to come talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's been fun over the last year to ex- relearn the, the joys of Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm glad you were able to get the box set and uh, uh, you know, dig deep into it. Yeah, it's it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to say about either one of these movies? Um, I don't think so. I'm. I, I'm glad that these were the two that I got to talk about because I, I think it's a very interesting uh, and I'm glad that I got to see the uh, I to be here for the end of the Tommy jo- Jarvis arc. I was kind of surprised that they didn't bring him back like one more time. Yeah, well, yeah glad, it is interesting. Yeah, but surprised. Yeah, maybe if they uh, maybe if they manage to reboot the series in any way, uh, you know, once you know, all these legal issues are or uh, cleaned up and everything maybe maybe since they're doing that uh, um tv series uh i'm i'm sure that uh tommy jarvis will be back in some way so yeah i i hope so <laughs> all right so um why don't you uh, let people know where they can find you online and uh and anything else you want to plug uh yeah you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvelour.com, which has uh, links to all of my books and anthologies and stuff. Uh, and then check out the other two shows that I'm on, Slasher Radio and This Horror Life, uh, pretty much wherever you find podcasts. All right, great. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on uh, and uh, we'll definitely 
uh, get you on again. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks again to Kat for joining me. Next episode, Dev Elson joins me to talk Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood, and Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. You can follow the podcast on social media at creepyandgeeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm GeekThulu on Twitter and Geek.Thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more from our Tea Public page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, stay creepy. <laughs>